Major Owen Marsden was beloved by all who knew him. He was a faithful husband, a loving father, and a steadfast friend. Always willing to help another in need, the Major was the very soul of kindness father and generosity. Was a wonderful man, but His generous to a fault. He died nearly bankrupt. Luckily, even his creditors loved him and, for his sake, were willing to let me stay on in the house until they found a buyer. There was no money to keep the servants and, not being of age, I could not continue to live alone. So it was in desperation I wrote to Mama's sister, a widow in London whom I had not seen since my mother's death some years before. Little did I know this would eventually lead to the happiest days of my life. Miss Cordelia, I worry for your future. You cannot stay here unchaperoned. I just want you to know that you are welcome to stay with Mrs. Dobbs and myself at the parsonage. The children would love to have you. Thank you, truly, but I'll manage something. Cordelia! Cordelia! Are you at home? Cordelia! Ah, here you are, my dear. My goodness, how you've grown! Aunt Catherine! What are you doing here? Please, dear, call me Kitty. I came as soon as I heard the news. I cannot believe Owen left his daughter in such straits. Surely he was aware. <clears throat> oh, forgive me, Mr. Dobbs. This is my aunt, Lady Catherine Dennison. Aunt Kitty, this is Mr. Dobbs, our village parson. A pleasure, Lady Dennison. I can see where Miss Cordelia gets her looks. <laughs> no, you flatter me, sir. Her mother was the pretty one. <laughs> Two sisters, both alike in beauty. Miss Cording Shakespeare, Mr. Dobbs. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> I am so very pleased to see you, Aunt Kitty. I hope you should be even more pleased when I tell you why I have come. I am aware of your predicament, and I want you to come and live with me in London. You would be quite comfortable, and frankly, I could use help with little Anna. Nanny cannot do a thing with her. Little Anna? The baby? <laughs> she is seven years old, dearest. Remember, Robert died almost six years ago. I never had the pleasure of meeting Lord Denison. It's a shame. You and your Uncle Robert would have got along famously. Delia, my dear, won't you come to London with me? Aunt... Are you certain it would not be a burden on you? I know you are not wealthy. I and... may not be wealthy, but Robert did provide for us. We are more than comfortable. Oh, Delia, please say you'll come. It will be delightful to have a young woman in the house. I have no one to gossip with these days. <laughs> then certainly I must come and rescue you from lack of idle chatter. If you hurry and pack your things, my dear, we can catch the train to London tonight. Very well, Aunt Kitty. You see, Mr. Dobbs, my guardian angel has come to save me after all. <laughs> You are an angel of mercy, Lady Denison. I am not lying, Mr. Dobbs, when I say it will be a pleasure to have her. I have not got out much since my husband died. I could use the company. She has always been a charming child. Please remember that Cordelia is a young woman of 19 years. Still charming, but also very lovely. You must think about finding her a suitable husband and make sure she is not taken advantage of. No, of course, you're right. It did not occur to me that she was a marriageable age. Well, I shall do my best by her. I am sure you will. I will rest more easily knowing that she is being taken care of by family. Thank you, Lady Dennison. buy you a new traveling ensemble. I am afraid this one is rather worn and old-fashioned. And a hideous color. <laughs> yes, it is. At least you're not wearing a crinoline under it, dearest. We shall get you several new things once you've settled in at the house, including a proper bustle. These boots are a bit small as well. I believe I shall take them off until we arrive in Delia! You'll do no such thing! It may be acceptable in the country to run about showing one's lower extremities to the world, but one does not do so in polite company, and especially not where a gentleman might see. But why, Aunt Kitty? There are different rules for town society and for country living. Different rules for young ladies than for children as well. And you are a young lady now, my dear. Are there rules that say that you have to stay in mourning as long as the Queen has? It's been ten years since Prince Albert died, and she's still in mourning. I um, imagine she just misses him terribly and feels lonely. I feel the same way about Robert. But Uncle Robert wouldn't have wanted you to mourn forever, would he? He'd want you to be happy and see your friends. Well, my dear, I imagine I will get out much more often now that you are with me. 
be sure of a grand time. Oh. Are you unwell, Aunt Kitty? No, it's just that travelling on the train always upsets my digestion. All this clacking and soot, I imagine. I should go and get some bicarbonate of soda from the dining car, but... Oh, oh, I'll get it for you, Aunt. Uh, you stay and rest. Thank you, my dear. Poor Aunt Kitty. I remember now. She never did travel well. Ah, here it is. The dining car. I say, Linton, absolutely the worst part of travelling is the wine. There's nothing on this cursed car far above a good vinegar. Are you going to finish that bottle? I swear, Charles, I don't know where you put it all. So tell me. Not that I haven't enjoyed this impromptu trip to the coast, but what did precipitate our sudden departure from the city? Oh, it's Molly, Charles. I'm not sure what to do about that woman. I get the distinct impression she's angling for a coronet. Not that I would ever consider marrying an actress. Mm. But on top of that, I've been hearing disturbing rumors about her behavior. I needed to get away for a bit and consider. I've seen some of her temper tantrums, Linton. And what she did to the Marquis of Wellingham... Ugh. Frankly, I'm surprised you've kept her this long. She's really dangerous, if you ask me. Well, she is very talented, and not just upon the stage. <laughs> At first, it was an exciting adventure. I think the time has come to look for something new. A girl with less... Ambition. Yes, it's ridiculous, the expectations of these bitter muslins. What happened to the days when they were happy with a few diamonds and new clothes? Perhaps we should look outside the theatre from now on. <laughs> An excellent idea, Linton. <sighs> well, I've had enough of this vintage. I'm turning in. I shall see you in the morning, no doubt. Very well, Charles. I believe I shall stay on and read the papers. Oh. oh. French are still grumbling about Alsace-Lorraine and the Prussians, are they? Excuse me, sir. Could I get some bicarbonate of soda from the kitchen? I am sorry, miss. We've run out. It's a rather rough trip from Cornwall, you know. Oh, dear, now what shall I do? Well, here's a pretty creature. A rustic mistress would be just the thing, if she proves to be amenable. <coughs> Pardon me, miss, but I could not help overhearing you ask the waiter for bicarbonate of soda. Are you feeling unwell? No, sir. It is my traveling companion who needs something to settle the digestion. If you would allow me, miss, I would be happy to give you some from my personal store. Oh, could you? I would be ever so grateful. I hate for others to suffer. You are certain that it is not you who are suffering? You look a bit peaked. Would you like to sit? Oh, thank you. It is just so crowded and noisy in here. I am feeling a bit overwhelmed. Would you care to accompany me back to my private compartment? Or would you rather wait here? I believe I would rather accompany you, if I may, sir. It is so dreadfully warm in here. Follow me, then. Excellent. Her companion is obviously a fabrication to gain sympathy and acquire a protector. The game is on. Here we are, madame. Oh, how wonderful to be alone. You are so lucky to have a private berth. I never travel any other way. Ah, here are my powders, and... There you are. Oh, thank you so much. You seem most concerned for your companion. Oh, I'm sure you don't want to hear a stranger's problems, and you are being so kind. Forgive me. I have not properly introduced myself. I am Lord William Linton. Miss Cordelia Marsden. It is a pleasure, sir. I find it hard to imagine, Miss Marsden, how someone as lovely as yourself comes to be travelling without someone to take care of her. Oh, but I have someone. Miss Marsden, are you under a gentleman's protection? No, I am under the... You are very attractive, Miss Marsden. What are you saying? I should like very much to have you under my protection. You mean... Yes. We can seal the bargain with a kiss. Oh, no! Hmm. Pretty little thing. I would almost swear that she's never been kissed before. Ah, well. Oh, it is my own fault for going alone with a man to a private compartment. What was I thinking? And... He dared to suggest, and, and then he... Oh, he's a beast! A dreadful, awful beast! At, at least I have the powder, but... Oh, I must never tell Aunt Kitty that I've been kissed and by a stranger! Aunt Kitty, here's your bicarbonate. Uh, let me get you a cup of water, and... Delia, child, I was afraid you had fallen off the train. You're rather flushed. Are you quite all right? Uh, yes, Aunt. Where did you go for so long? The dining car was out of powder, and I had to wait while a gentleman got some of his own for me. And who was this good Samaritan? His name was 
Lord William Linton. Good heavens, the Earl of Linton? Oh, Linton indeed. My dear, he is one of the most eligible bachelors in England. His estate is very fine. He is wealthy and a handsome devil to boot. Did you find him handsome? I do not know. I suppose so. Let us hope you made a good impression on him. We shall have to find you a husband, you know, and we could certainly do worse than William Linton. Uh, let us not worry about that now, Aunt Kitty.、Uh, drink your soda and rest. We'll talk later. I will never marry the Earl of Linton. Never, ever. I hate him. Welcome home, Lady Denison. Thank you, Jameson. It's good to be back. And Miss Marsden, how you've grown! <laughs> That's what Aunt Kitty said. It's good to see you again, Jameson. Miss Marsden has come to stay, Lady Denison. Yes, Jameson. Very good, madam. Mama, Anna, my darling, whatever are you doing out of bed at this hour? I wanted to meet Cordelia, Mama. This must be Anna. Cordelia Marsden, this is my adorable daughter Anna Marlena Denison. I'm seven. My goodness, what a big girl! I am very pleased to meet you, Anna. You're very pretty. Thank you. Except your dress is an awful colour. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Did you ride the train here? Yes, darling. We came on the train just like I said we would. I don't like trains. They're loud and dirty and smelly. I like horses. Yes, I believe I prefer horses myself. Ah, but one doesn't bump into handsome earls when travelling by horse. <laughs> no, I, I suppose not. I wish we had travelled by horse. Well, Delia, welcome to London. We shall have to show you all the sights: Hyde Park, the Crystal Palace, the museums, Drury Lane. Drury Lane? Isn't that where the theatres are? Yes, 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 and sword fights and pirates. Where do you hear such things, child? Nanny reads them to me from the papers. I have never been to the theatre, and I should very much like to. Well, then we shall have to go as soon as we have gotten you some decent clothes. You can wear my dolly's dress. It's very nice. Thought I heard the post arrive. Let's see what we've got here. Bills, bills, bundle of silk for the costume misters, new run of programs from the printers, and a letter from Lord Linton to Mrs. McAfee. <laughs> what any nobleman that decent wants with Molly McAfee, I'll never understand. Ah well, better take this up to her dressing room. Mrs. McAfee, what do you want, Jimmy? I have a letter for you from Lord Linton. Ah,、oh, give it to me. He must be back from the coast, and about time too. Oh, Molly, Macaulay, Molly, Mrs. Shelton, what's happened to your face, Sandra? What's happened? Been in a cat fight? Jimmy, I'll kill her. Mrs. Shelton, I'm sure I've no idea what you mean, my dear. You put glass in me, make up fights, ground glass. Now look at me, look what you did to me, Jimmy. Oh, you should be more careful with your perfume bottles, Sandra. Broken glass gets into everything. You should be more careful with your ambitions. I am the lead actress in this theatre. I won't tolerate competition. Oh, you jealous hag! You knew I was up for the lead in the next show. My face will never heal in time. Oh, Isandra, it looks to me as if you'll scar terribly. I think it may be time for you to give up the stage. Oh, Jimmy, she's lying, isn't she? Jimmy, she's lying. Come on, Mrs. Shelton. We'll get you cleaned up and get to a doctor. Come back when you're done, Jimmy. I want to send a reply to Linton. She's a bad one, that Molly McAfee. Lord Linton had better watch himself. Oh, Jimmy! <laughs> the next two weeks were a flurry of activity: new gowns, shoes, hats, unmentionables, and Anna commenting upon everything and making us giggle. I quickly became very fond of the child and spent much of my time with her. Auntie Delia, Auntie Delia, Auntie Delia, hurry、oh, up! Patience, dear, patience. My hat is trying to fly away, and I must pin it on again. I want to watch the horses. They're so pretty.、And、just be careful, Anna. It gets very crowded in Hyde Park with all the gentlemen showing off their paces. I know. And if you aren't careful, you get stepped on and go squish. Gracious, look, Anna. That's a handsome bay over there. I like that pair of dappled horses. Oh, they are lovely. Auntie Delia. 
I'm thirsty. Very well, dear. If you will stay right here by the fountain, I will go and get Italian ices for us. Hooray! Just remember, stay right here. I will. Baba black sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me back wool. I wish you would hurry back. You wish who would hurry back? My auntie. Who are you? I am Lord Linton. What is your name, Miss? Anna Marlena Denison. Kitty and Robert Denison's child. I am Lord Linton. I was a friend of your father's. I haven't seen you since his funeral. You've grown so big. I'm seven. That's a pretty horse. What's his name? Ah, his name is Sultan. He's a fine fellow. Is he fast?、Oh, very much so. He has won a lot of races for me. May I ride him, please? I suppose so. But we shan't go far in case your auntie should worry. All right. Well, give me your hands, and I'll lift you up into the saddle. Very good. <clears throat> Now hold tight to Sultan's mane, and we shall trot a bit. These look very refreshing. I'm sure Anna will enjoy hers. Let us see now. Where has that child gotten to? Anna, Anna. Hmm. Perhaps she's gone to the other side of the fountain. Anna, Anna. Oh dear, where is she? Anna. Oh, what if something has happened to her? Excuse me, sir. Have you seen a little girl with gold hair and a blue coat on? Sorry, miss. Oh, forgive me, madam, but have you seen a little girl of seven in a blue coat? Certainly not. I did. Hush, Chester. She got on that big red horse. Oh well, please tell me where. Don't know where they went. Can I have your ice if you don't want it? Come along, Chester. Where could she have gone? Auntie Delia, Auntie Delia, look at me. Oh, Anna, you had me so worried, child. Get down this instant. Why didn't you stay by the fountain? I'm sorry. I am afraid that was my fault, Miss. Young Anna was quite taken with my horse, and I fear I was too vain to refuse her a good gallop. Give me your hands. Well, next time, sir, you should think before you go snatching other people's children. And down you go, <laughs> Miss. I had no idea what a beautiful young auntie I'd be upsetting. And、oh, good heavens, if it isn't Miss Marsden! <gasps> oh no, not you! And I come away from him right now.、Uh, easy now, Miss Marsden. I, I have no intention of harming the child or her aunt. Honestly, I had no idea. I, I mean, yes, I'm sure you want to protect us. That was the term, was it not? Well, one can hardly blame me for thinking. One certainly you, can. Well, you appeared to be making an excuse. You seemed deliberately vague about your companion.、Uh, you came to my private berth unchaperoned.、Uh, you appeared to be hard up, as your gown was shabby and a, a hideous, hideous colour. <laughs> yes, I am well aware of the shortcomings of my previous wardrobe. That still gave you no right to behave so badly. Well, if you had comported yourself like any sensible. Woman, you would have known better than to go to Auntie Cordelia. What? Sultan's gone. What? Where? Sultan. Sultan.、Oh, there you are. Come here, boy. He's not a dog. Come along, you great oaf. Well, come back here. There now, there. Badly done, Sultan. Badly done. Even your horse has lost all respect for you. Miss Marsden, I believe you are laughing at me. You are funny. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. Truth can be painful to one's pride. <laughs> I propose we start over and forget the train and my truant horse. My name is Lord William Donald Linton, Earl of Linton, and I am very pleased to meet you. I am not sure I should give you a second chance, but I shall. My name is Miss Cordelia Jessica Marsden, and Anna is actually my cousin. Her mother, Lady Dennison, is my aunt. Good heavens! I had no idea you were related to her. I served in regiment with Robert Dennison. Kitty used to be quite the star of the social wheel before Robert was killed. I can well believe that. Now I must certainly apologise for my previous behaviour. It should not have mattered what my pedigree was. It was unchivalrous of you. No, of course, you are right. Did you tell your aunt what happened on the train? You needn't worry about being frog marched up the aisle. I did not tell Aunt Kitty, and I have absolutely no intention of marrying you. That is a relief. Is it? No, no, I, I did not mean it like that, Miss Marsden. I, I find you to be delightful, invigorating at the very least. But I am just not ready to be married yet. Nor am I. Really? Hmm, how refreshing! I am so used to young girls and their mothers trying to entrap me. I suppose I am a bit jaded. With behaviour like yours, I am surprised they have not yet succeeded. Well, I am a model of decorum in the social world, thank you. We shall see. I'm hungry. 
Right now, I should really take Anna back home. I want to ride some more. You go with your aunt for now, and perhaps we can ride again another time. It's been a pleasure, Miss Dinnison <laughs> and Miss Marsden. I hope to see you both here another morning. Perhaps, Lord Linton. Farewell, then. Steady, Sultan. Hi! So help me, he's actually quite charming. Unforgivable, but charming. What's unforgivable, Auntie Delia? Uh, he's riding off with you without letting me know first. You're just jealous. He's very handsome. Lord Linton? No, Sultan! <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> the next night, we prepared for our first dinner party since my arrival in London. This was really Aunt Kitty's first coming out since Uncle Robert's death, and it was my belief that she was every bit as nervous as I was about my own debut. There was no doubt, however, that our days spent at the dressmakers were well worthwhile. Well, Cordelia, what do you think? Aunt Kitty, you look smashing. You really think so? It's not too much. No, that silk is a perfect peacock blue. It sets your skin off beautifully, and all the pleating around the bustle looks like feathers. Where did that one come from? Bourne Street, of course. Have you tried on yours yet? Yes. Child, what's wrong? Don't tell me it doesn't fit. I'll have the dressmakers hide. Oh, no, no. It's just that the neckline is awfully low. <laughs> My dear, that is simply how the new dinner gowns are made. All the fabric behind, none on the shoulders or the... Well, as you can see. But you are older. You've been married. Just because you're a debutante does not mean you're not on display. Heavens, child. Go and get dressed. We'll have Marie do our hair for tonight. Poor Lady Walford, I haven't answered one of her invitations in almost six years, but she still sends them. I do miss her. Aunt Kitty, you know it is time you went out again. I know, dear. <laughs> Tonight we go out to dinner. It is exciting. Meeting new people, you seeing old friends. Then put your dress on. You must look well for all the handsome bachelors at the party. They'll all be too busy looking at you to even notice whether I'm wearing a dress or sackcloth. <laughs> Get on with you. <laughs> I should have done this a long time ago. I wish Robert were here. Dinner is served. The dinner party was quite exciting. There were 12 guests, including the hostess and her husband, his mother, and Lord Linton. He greeted me cordially, winked, and gave no one else any indication that we had met previously. Everyone was very pleasant, with the possible exception of Lord Rutherford. There was something disturbing about him I could not put my finger on. Aunt Kitty was obviously enjoying herself very much, and it occurred to me that she was, in fact, only a few years older than myself. She was quite young enough to think about marrying again. It occurred to me also that Lady Walford, Aunt Kitty's longtime friend, had invited three handsome bachelors, not just to round out the numbers, but for Aunt Kitty's benefit. <laughs> oh, come now, Lord Weston, you're toying with me. I know I'm still rusty from six years' neglect. On the contrary, Lady Dennison, as far as I'm concerned, you're fresh from the mould. <laughs> the butter mould. <laughs> Why, Lady Dennison, your skin is the colour of cream, not butter. Aha, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh, Linton, you're trying to butter me up. <laughs> <sighs> Miss Marsden, such a deep sigh from such a tiny waist. What can the matter be? Uh, oh, uh, hello, Lord Rutherford. Does your aunt's flirting bother you? Uh, no, of course not. I, I was just thinking... About Linton? Don't bother. You'll never catch him. I was not... He is completely captivated by his theatrical lady friend, Molly McAfee. That actress... You've heard of her? I I've seen her posters in Drury Lane. She is very beautiful. Isn't she... Married? Oh, yes. She keeps her husband in Dublin so he cannot interfere with her performances. Our Linton is quite devoted to her. I cannot imagine why. She obviously dyes her hair. It can't truly be that shade of red. I believe it is natural. Imagine hair that red. I prefer dark-colored hair myself. Yours is quite beautiful. I... Thank you. You are most attractive all around, Miss Marsden. All that white tulle you have on quite emphasizes your adorable figure and those Lord great Rutherford, I dark hardly think eyes. it appropriate. But... I think we're going to be good friends, you and I. I. I must go to my aunt. She's fine. She's enjoying herself. I want to talk to you, Cordelia. Don't be familiar. Oh, but that is precisely what I want to be. I am a fine catch, you know. 
You could be a duchess, a wealthy duchess. The Rutherford rubies would be outstanding in that dark hair. I want you, Cordelia. Let go of my hand! Don't make a scene. Rutherford, old man, you have been neglecting our kitty all evening. Go and pay your compliments to her. I thought you had paid enough for both of us, Linton. I was just complimenting Miss Marsden here. Well, then, stop monopolizing her and give another gentleman a chance. We shall meet again, Miss Marsden. Linton. Down. Miss Marsden, you look like a snowdrop. Thank you. It wasn't that fulsome a compliment. Why, Miss Marsden, you have gone quite pale. Sit down here. Let me fetch you a glass of champagne. Uh, no, don't leave me alone. Please, sit with me. What's wrong? Lord Rutherford, he... I'm not interested. Trolling for a duchess's cornet after all. Hmm. Uh, no, no, I, I think he just asked me to marry him. Well, congratulations then. No, wait, you don't understand. He is... He's horrible. Nasty. He took my hand and wouldn't let go. He... Kissed you? No. No. I, I would have screamed if he had tried. Would you? You didn't before. I... No, I, I didn't. Forgive me. That, that was unfair. Rutherford is a bounder. I could not stand the thought that you might actually want him. Oh, never. Well, he has been married twice before. His first wife was 18. She died six months after the wedding. The second was 17 and didn't last two months. Stay away from him. Surely he must have been unlucky. He could not have... Would not dare... Please, Miss Cordelia, just stay away from that man. I am sorry, but I must leave now. I have an engagement elsewhere. Don't leave me. I made a promise to meet someone. Just stay beside your aunt or Lady Walford. He cannot hurt you if you are not alone. You are sure? I am sure. Give me a hand and let me kiss it. There. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I shall try. Don't let him spoil your first dinner party. Farewell. How did he know it was my first... Delia, where have you been? Come and talk to Lord Weston. He has a sister your age and he's planning a party for her birthday. Uh, which one is Lord Weston? The devilishly handsome one. Lord Charles Weston, my niece, Miss Cordelia Marsden. Oh, my pleasure to make your acquaintance, dear lady. Now, I was just telling your lovely aunt that my sister is near to your age and I am trying to plan a party for her, but you see, girlish things escape me completely. And... Mrs. McAfee, you have a visitor. How many times have I told you? No visitors, well... William! Oh, why didn't you say who it was, Jimmy? Good evening, Molly. Enjoy yourself, Mrs. McAfee. I get out, you scamp. William, my darling, you're late. I missed you. I am sorry, Molly. I was at a dinner party and I had to rescue one of the guests from Rutherford. Oh, him. Persistent man he is. Knows what he wants, though. Whether she wants him or not. You're not going to tell me you were late because of some other woman, are you? In a way. You I... know I won't accept another woman in your life. I must have you all to myself. Please, Molly, stop it. I I brought you something. Oh, what is it? Here, open it. Ah. Oh, William, it's beautiful. I've never seen emeralds this large. They are real. Uh, yes. Good. Yeah. Put it on for me. Molly, I have been thinking. Here, hold up your hair a moment. There. Oh, it's outstanding. At any rate, I have been thinking. I have a lot of responsibilities, and, well, I think it's... It's time that I... It's time that I found a wife and had an heir. William, what are you saying? I think you know what I am saying, Molly. Is that what this necklace is for? A farewell gift? Some kind of thanks for the fun, Moll. But I'm going to go and marry some blue-blooded little milksop and make babies present? Well, you can just keep it, Lord Linton. Molly, be reasonable. Keep the necklace. Keep the house in Chelsea. I'll give you a stipend for the accounts. You can even keep the horses. Oh, you're so generous, Lord Linton. Molly, don't be like this. I love you. Stop being so theatrical. I'm an actress. Oh, but that's not good enough for you, is I'm it? I'm certain it will not take you long to find someone else to buy your silk stockings, Molly. You cretin. I don't suppose this has anything to do with this mysterious woman you rescued from Rutherford. Molly, I have been thinking about this since before I went to the coast. Miss Marsden has nothing to do with it. Miss Marsden? We will continue this conversation when you are no longer hysterical. Hysterical? I'll show you hysterical! Oh, he can't just throw me away like an empty wine bottle. I'll kill him! Jimmy, get up here! Now! I need paper, paper here. To the esteemed Duke of Rutherford. 
I think it would be in both our interests if you were to take me drive-in tomorrow at noon to discuss a mutual acquaintance, Lord Linton. Sincerely, your devoted friend, Mrs. Molly M. Yes, Mrs. McAfee. Take this note to Rutherford Hall immediately. Mrs. McAfee, you know I can't leave in the theater, right? Do it! Yes, madam. You'll pay, William Linton. Just you wait. The dinner party at Lady Walford's was only the beginning of a whirlwind of social occasions. It seemed as if Jameson brought us a dozen invitations every day. This, of course, meant more gowns and more shopping. I had no idea I had been missed by so many people. You certainly didn't miss a single dance at Lady Garrett's ball last Wednesday. I did seem to have more partners than I could accommodate. Only because Lord Weston claimed every waltz the moment you walked in the door. He's just trying to get in my good graces so he can get closer to you. Oh, no, I do not think that is it. Of course, you yourself had no shortage of partners at Weston's party for his sister. Oh, yes, Miss Weston does have a number of friends. They were all very kind and probably just disappointed that Miss Weston is already engaged. Well, I think you were the belle of the ball. And as we have so many new invitations, it is of necessity time for more dresses. Oh, Cordelia, look at that hat. It's beautiful, Aunt Kitty. It would go perfectly with your polonaise gown. Let us go in. Good afternoon, ladies. What can I do for you? I should like to see that amber bonnet in the window, please. Excellent choice, madame. And for you, miss? Um... Could I see that dark green hat with the plaid ribbons? Certainly, miss. I'll be right back. Do we really need more hats? Absolutely. Good afternoon, ladies. Lord Linton, what a surprise. What are you doing here? (laughs) Buying a new hat, of course. Well, helping Charles buy a hat anyway. Charles, Lady Denison and Miss Marsden are over here. Oh, how delightful. How do you do, Lady Denison? Call me Kitty, please. It's good to see you, Lord Weston. Oh, you must call me Charles. Ah, but I'm neglecting the firm as Marsden. You look like a sylph in sapphire taffeta. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Weston. Oh, you ladies must tell me what you think of this hat. Does it suit me? It is quite dashing, Charles. A very becoming, Lord Weston. There, mm. you see, Charles, I told you it would suit. Mm. Ladies, here are the hats you wish to try. Thank you. Now it is your turn to be gallant, gentlemen. Here, Charles, hold my hat for me. Oh, Miss Marsden, may I take your bonnet? As long as you give it back. Thank you. Now, let me pin this and tie the ribbons. There, what do you think? Smashing. You look like the rising sun, Kitty. Thank you, Charles. Uh, And, Miss Marsden, that dark green makes you look very mysterious. Lord Linton? Very charming, Miss Marsden. Hmm. Both of the ladies look very fetching in those hats, and the gentleman has, I think, chosen exactly the right crown. I think you have made three sales, madame. Would you like to take them with you or have them delivered to your home? You look well, Miss Marsden. As do you, sir. Surviving your dinner parties all right? Oh, yes, thank you. I've managed to avoid Lord Rutherford since Lady Walford's party. I don't think he is pleased. Glad to hear it. Charles will be, too. He's got his own reasons for disliking the Duke. I did not know you were such good friends with Lord Weston. We are members of the same club. Went to Oxford together and played tricks on the dons. I did not see you at the dance he gave for his sister's birthday last week. Where you wore pale lavender satin? You were there. No. I was settling a new team of horses at my estate, but Miss Weston told me all about that fabulous lavender gown with Parma violets at tea yesterday. She seems very nice. Do you like her? She is engaged. That is not what I asked. She's like a sister to me. Yes, I like her. Then I shall consider her a friend. You really just wanted my opinion of her? Oh, yes. For some reason, I actually value your opinions. I shall have to be more careful of them, then. Uh, Miss Marsden? Yes? Would you consider having dinner with me tomorrow night? I I wanted to talk to you about something. Don't you have to go to the theatre? I... I I don't go to the theatre much anymore. There has not been anything there I've wanted to see. Or anyone? Particularly not. Then I shall be very pleased to dine with you tomorrow, Lord Linton. I believe, Miss Marsden, that you are trying to make me behave myself. Yes, I think it will be good for you. Well then, I shall call for you at half past seven. May I have the pleasure of kissing your hand? At least you asked this time. Have I mentioned that you have very mysterious, beautiful, dark eyes? I... uh... Farewell, Miss Marsden. Kitty... Come on, Charles. We have still got to find you a new walking stick. Half a moment, Linton. I shall see you soon, I hope, Kitty. Please, 
Feel free to call on us at the house, Charles. I should very much like that. Come on, Charles. Let the ladies shop in peace. I am coming, sir. Well, until I see you again, Kitty. Goodbye, Miss Marsden. Linton! Wait up, man! Now, what was that all about? I am sure I have not the faintest idea. The next day, we were sitting in the drawing room just after luncheon when Aunt Kitty decided to have the talk. Cordelia, I don't mean to push, but I know you have had at least three proposals of marriage so far. You cannot continue refusing acceptable suitors. Oh, Aunt Kitty, two of them I think are only meant to be nice, and Lord Rutherford... Horrible man, but he is a duke. I cannot marry a man like that. I cannot even stand having him look at me. Dear heart, you cannot wait forever for someone to fall in love with. I was lucky to love Robert and be loved by him, but it is the last consideration when choosing a husband. Do you really believe it is the last consideration? Well, no, not really. But it should be. Traditionally. He may be rich and handsome, but he is also... Revolting! Have you considered trying to catch Lord Weston yet? He seems fond of you. Oh, oh, no, I do not. Uh, there is only one. Uh, Delia, uh, I mean, have you formed uh, an attachment to someone? Oh, no, no, of course not. But uh, I do not think Weston is interested in me. Child, you will never find a husband if you don't try. No, but Weston is too old for me. What if you married him? Oh, I wish. He is a charming beast. But I am a bit old for him to consider as a wife. Uh, no, no, you are not. Aunt Kitty, you are not that much older than I. You are free, you are beautiful, all the men find you charming, especially Weston. Oh, Delia. I miss Robert. I, I, I miss him so much. I feel like I'm being unfaithful to his memory when I think about marrying again. He wouldn't want you to be lonely. I have a seven-year-old daughter. She needs a father. I am thirty years old. That's not so old. Isn't Lord Weston 30 himself? You really think he's interested in me? I am sure of it. I just don't know if I'm ready. You do like him, don't you? Yes, rather. I was simply resigned to widowhood. But if you really think... Oh, I do. <coughs> oh, oh Jameson. Jameson. Lady Denison, there is a gentleman to see you. Gentleman? Lord Weston, I believe. Oh, my... Uh, Aunt Kitty! Do I look all right? Ravishing. Very good, Jameson. Send him in. <laughs> right this way, sir. <clears throat> uh, Kitty, uh, sorry to barge in unexpectedly like this, but it's a beautiful day, and I thought you might like to go driving. I have a new team of black geldings I wanted to show off to you. Well, I would need to get my hat. Your hat? I cannot go driving without a hat, can I? Uh, well, I, I suppose not. Um, I won't be a minute. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Marsden. Did you wish to accompany us? I should have thought that... Uh, it's a phaeton. It, it might be a bit crowded, but you are more than welcome to... Uh, Lord Weston, I was just telling Aunt Kitty that I have a dreadful headache, and I think I shall just go upstairs and lie down for a while. Oh, I am sorry. Sorry for what? About Miss Marsden's headache. Headache? Headache. Oh, yes. Headache. Oh, feel better, darling. Enjoy yourself. Take care, Lord Weston. Oh, new horses? You didn't tell me you were buying new horses. Oh, well, the old ones are a bit... That was well done, Miss Marsden. I really think he is very fond of her, and if she would give him a chance, I think she could be fond of him. He's not a bit like Master Robert. Sometimes it is better that way. I think I will go and see if Anna wants to play a game, Jameson. Very good, miss. Now, Auntie Delia, you are the king's soldier and I shall be the pirate captain. And uh, what am I to do with this parasol? No, no, that is your saber and this is my cutlass. Now, how about you, English dog? You shall never defeat me, scurvy knave. Oh, you have slain me. Oh, I die. I die. No, you don't, Auntie Delia, because now the fairies are coming to take you away and make you better. Oh, yes, I I'm feeling fine now. No, you're not playing it right. I am not. No, you have to wait until I give you your medicine from the fairies. Miss Marston. Come in, Jameson. 
goodness, it's almost five o'clock. Anna, you must go and prepare for your supper. I am sure Nanny will be bringing it up shortly. Don't want supper. Want more pirates. Miss Marsden.、Uh, yes, Jameson. I'm sorry. What is it?、Uh, I regret interrupting you, Miss, but. There's a messenger downstairs for you. He says it's urgent, but he will not speak to me. He says only to you. I'll be right down. Linton, better not be cancelling on me. Oh, I hope nothing is wrong. Probably just another ridiculous marriage proposal from someone I have only met once. One would think I were a racehorse at Tattersalls, with all the buyers trying to outbid one another.、Uh, where is he, Jameson? In the drawing room, Miss Marston. Thank you. Good afternoon, sir. What can I do for you? I'm sorry, Miss, but there's been a bit of an accident. Accident? Lord Weston's phaeton has turned <gasps> over. Kitty. Nobody's bad hurt, Miss, but Lady Denison, she's a bit shook up, like, and she asked me to come here and bring you to her. Oh yes, of course I will come. Let me just get my hat and shawl. Jameson, I'm going with this man. Aunt Kitty has been in an accident. No. She is all right, but she wants me to go to her. I don't understand. Why wouldn't she want me to come? And I expect it's a female thing, sir. Oh, oh yes. Well, <coughs> I doubt I shall be long, Jameson. Look after Anna, please. That was very odd. Lady Denison went driving with Lord Weston, but that chap was in Rutherford livery. Here we are, Miss. Thank you. I. This is Rutherford Hall. That's right, Miss. Oh, I must leave this place at once. But this is where your aunt is, Miss. Why would she be here? The accident occurred very near here, Miss. His Grace saw everything and offered his hospitality.、I、probably arranged it. Very well. Right this way, Miss. Just follow me. She's in the blue salon. I cannot see where. What? Greetings, fair nymph. Rutherford, where is my aunt? Probably still out driving with that idiot Weston. They need not concern us. I don't understand. What about the accident? Oh, that was just our little ruse to get you to accept my invitation to dinner. I want to go home. Not just yet, I think, lovely creature. I want to get to know you a little better. See, I think you shall find that I can be very charming when I want to be, my dear. Unlock this door. Now calm down, Cordelia. You cannot keep me here against my will, sir. Easy, my dove. Easy. There is no one who knows where you have gone, and therefore no hurry to get you back. Come, dine with me in front of the fire. I want to look into those enchanting dark eyes. I already have a dinner engagement. But Linton, that is none of your concern. I happen to know he is on his way to a private dining room at Reynard's, even as we speak. A certain notorious redhead of my acquaintance asked me to make sure that you were. Detained this evening. Molly McAfee. You are a quick little morsel. It should be obvious to you that Linton will be well occupied. He won't be sparing any thoughts for untried girls. I, on the other hand, would very much like to try the girl in question. He doesn't want her any more. He told me so. Yes. Well, I'm afraid Molly is a sore loser. Linton has given her the brush, and she means to make him pay for it. She's giving him a little farewell party tonight. What do you mean? Let's just say when people speak of Molly having a poisonous temper. They mean it. Poison? You cannot be serious. There's no point in worrying your lovely little head over it. You're not going anywhere, and Molly's most likely already dropped her foxglove into the champagne. Champagne. Would you like some before we get better acquainted? I can wait that long. Yes. Why don't you sit down, Lord Rutherford? I shall pour you a glass and bring it to you. Ah, good. You are beginning to see reason. I. Must admit, Rutherford, I am flattered by your persistence. I knew you would be. You young things always are. After all, you are very rich. Yes, and you shall have anything you want. And very handsome. Yes, I knew you'd come around. With a grand estate. Yes, most of a county. And you are a duke. Yes, and you shall be a duchess. And you are a complete rotter. Ah,、oh, I've got to get out of here. Doors locked. Perhaps this casement. Yeah. Yes. I believe I can climb out. Drat this bustle, however fashionable it is. I have to sneak past the front door and down the drive. If I stay behind these hedges. Okay. Now, if I can just flag a handsome cab. Here, sir. Here. Whoa. 
Are you all right there, miss? Your looks old on you. Oh, I shall be fine, but I must get to Reynard's immediately. I'm not supposed to pick up working girls, miss. I, I, I don't have a job. Oh, sorry, sorry, my mistake. With your dress all torn like that, I, I thought... It's, it's a matter of life and death. Please, we need to hurry. Right you are, miss. Good evening. Welcome to Reynard's, Lord Lindholm. Good evening. I am here to see Mrs. McAfee. Yes, sir. She is in this room. Enjoy your dinner, sir. William, so good of you to come. Molly? I sit down by me, darling. I still don't understand why you sent for me here. I just wanted a chance to say goodbye in a dignified manner, William. I wanted you to know I had seen reason. Well, I'm glad. I am sorry if I was being cruel, but I didn't think it would be fair to drag things out. No, I agree. That would not be fair at all. So let us sit and calmly discuss the settlements. You said I could keep the house, the horses... I can't stay long, Mall. I have a dinner engagement this evening. Not anymore. What? Uh, surely I have time for one glass of champagne, William. Well, I suppose there wouldn't be any harm in that. Let me pour one for you, darling. Molly, are you certain you're ready to accept this? Oh, yes. I'll be fine after tonight. The fox's claws are gloved. Here, William, drink up. Lord Linton! Delia! You! Impossible! Uh, Miss Marsden, what are you doing here? And, and what happened to your dress? Don't drink that champagne! She's put poison in it! Molly! Oh, you little witch! How dare you come barging in here! You didn't drink any, did you? Uh, no! I, I... Oh, very touching! Don't let her fool you, Linton. She's just come from Rutherford Hall, where we were getting cozy. Don't you dare touch! Me. Is that true, Miss Marsden? He sent a messenger to tell me Aunt Kitty had been in an accident and needed me right away. Then he had been locked in his dining room. You can't believe anything this little minx you says. You fruit! Oh. Oh. Rutherford, you can't do anything right. Oh. Stab him with a table knife! Oh. You bloodthirsty oh. weasel! Oh, get out of the way, you pathetic little rabbit. Oh. Oh. I'll horse whip you, Linton. Oh. Oh. Think not. You were never oh. much of a pugilist. Oh. 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 Oh, Rutherford, take my derringer and just shoot him. She's already spoiled goods to the social world, Linton. Look at her half out of a dress. Just give her to me. One hair on her head. Oh, bloody hell. I'll shoot him myself. Oh, dear Lord. Bloody hell. Linton. Are you all right, Cordelia? Yes. I, I've just... Never seen a man shot before. Is he dead? Uh, the Duke is still breathing. Uh. Molly. I heard they shot. He's everything. Oh, mon Dieu. This man has been shot by that woman. You had better summon a policeman, monsieur. And a doctor. Molly. Yes. You had better go with this man. Yes. Come along, madame. I'll send someone up to tend to him, sir. Thank you. You are all right. She didn't hurt you. Uh, thanks to you. I never imagined Molly was so dangerous. How did you know she was trying to poison me, or where to find me? Rutherford told me she had lured you here before I hit him over the head with a champagne bottle. He mentioned foxglove. Uh, you, you, you hit him over the head with a bottle? Uh, that's how I escaped. Then I snuck behind the hedges to the street and caught a hansom here, which reminds me I still need to pay the uh, driver. Cordelia! Yes? I think you had better marry me before you get into any more trouble. Marry you? I thought you were a confirmed bachelor. Well, I've changed my mind. Will you? I, I suppose if... You can change your mind about marriage. I can change mine. I think I will marry you just to keep you out of trouble. Well, come on, let's get out of this wretched place and go tell Kitty. She'll be thrilled. Uh... Just a moment. Rutherford, can you hear me? Yes. Do you see my boot toe? <coughs> That's for trying to seduce me. Well, I can see I'm going to have my hands full. Oh, I wouldn't do that to you. Even if I tried to seduce you? Especially not then. Minx, where is that handsome of yours? Uh, here it is. I take it you saved the gentleman then, miss? Uh, yes. Can you please take us on to 14 Chauncey Street? Right enough. Hop in. I am taking you to your aunt, and then I shall have to go and get a special license. A special license? I am not waiting a minute longer than necessary to get you to myself. Kiss me. Vixen. Charles, where can she be? We can only hope for the best. But if anyone has hurt that charming child... Mama? Oh, Anna, I'm so worried. Delia is a king's soldier, Mama. She won't be hurt. A brave soldier, no doubt. Jameson? Madame, Justin is back from Rutherford Hall. 
He says that Miss Marsden was there, but has fled, and Rutherford has gone after her. Does the groom know where they went? I'm afraid not, Lord Weston. Oh, Charles! Now they're there. Miss Marsden, you're safe. Yes, where is my aunt? Right in here. Delia, what happened? Your dress. Aunt Kitty, I'm so glad to see you. Linton, Charles Weston, what are you doing here? Auntie Delia, everyone's been so worried about you. Where have you been? Oh, Aunt Kitty, it was horrible, but we must tell you. Are you all right? Good Lord, man, there's blood on your shirt. Did Rutherford try to kill you? No, it gets you? better than that. Please be quiet! What happened? I escaped Lord Rutherford. Molly tried to poison me, but Cordelia saved my life. Molly shot Rutherford instead of Linton And Cordelia by accepted my proposal of marriage. Cordelia! <laughs> you are going to tell us this whole story later. <laughs> Here, have a brandy. Thank you. Well, as it happens, before all this mess with people being kidnapped and bizarre murder plots, Kitty and I had something to tell Cordelia. What is it? Charles, I'm not sure this is the time. Mama's got engaged too! Aunt Kitty! <laughs> you were right, Cordelia. I guess I'm not too old. <laughs> Whippersnapper. Brute. Congratulations to you both. And to you. Uh, really, Linton, what is it about the women in this family? I had no idea you were even considering matrimony. Neither did I, Charles. Neither did I. I get a new papa and a new uncle all at once. <laughs> so, tell me now. Uh, so perhaps it wasn't such a bad thing after all. What's that, my dear? Being kissed by a stranger. Well, let the stranger try again and let's find out. Oh, William. Thus began the happiest days of my life and of Kitty's second life as Lady Weston. Molly was deported back to Ireland for shooting Rutherford and he retired to a plantation in Martinique. Linton and Weston decided we should all get married at the same time, quietly, <laughs> and take a tour of the continent together. But that's another story. Kissed by a Stranger was written for audio by Fiona Karenina Leonard-Brown. Produced by David Benedict and directed by William Allen Rich. Featured in the cast were the voices of Megan Jackson as Miss Cordelia Marsden, Jeffrey M. Brown as William Linton, Claire Whitworth Kiernan as Lady Catherine Dennison, Phil Carter as Lord Charles Weston, Trudy Leonard as Mrs. Molly McAfee, David Benedict as Lord Rutherford, and Fiona Karenina Leonard Brown as Anna Dennison. Also heard were the voices of Terry Sanders, Daniel Taylor, Alton Leonard, Joyce Lee, Jack Mayfield, Sketch Quinn, and Kelly Swilly. Original music composed and performed by Alton Leonard. Foley sound effects created by Jeffrey M. Brown and David Benedict. Recorded sound effects provided by Henry Howard. Recording engineering by William Allen Rich. Editing and mixing by David Benedict. Floor managers were Sheila Ameri and Elena Little. Kissed by a Stranger is a production of the Atlanta Radio Theater Company. And I am your announcer. Terry Sanders. Mm -hmm.